Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm Nutch. This week we bring you salty MNUFC fans, injured messiahs, and Nat Borcher's broadcast beard. Recorded on the corner of Thomas and Dunlap, right here in St. Paul. We call it soccer is the best edited, least funny podcast involving soccer in Minnesota. And much more. And much more. We we do cover other topics. Are you did you just call us not funny? That really hurts, Notch. It does hurt, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm so sad about this, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys have been laughing at my jokes. Have you just been doing that to make me feel better? I don't really get them a lot of the times. They go over my head, so I just laugh. We're just being polite. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, what it is is that for us. we haven't noticed the little headphone sitting on the counter over here that translates everything that Colin's saying into funny jokes. And so we've just been standing there, uh, being like, ha, 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 okay. And then, but if we put on the headphone, we'd understand everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, we've bridged into topical references now. It's pretty great. Yes, indeed. Speaking of topical, we went to the Tectonic show on Monday where they didn't play the intro song. <laughs> they didn't. Oh, sorry. They played a lot of great songs, though. Um, a few of them, of them that are on their EP and then a few new ones. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, Tectonics make our intro track. It's called Lustless. You should go listen to it on YouTube. And if you do like it, go buy their EP on Bandcamp. It's a pay-as-you will kind of situation so i i, I give him 10 bucks i think nice. i can't remember exactly but uh, i have four songs now on my phone so it's awesome and they're a great local band you went to a show too i did i went to the japan droids and craig finn concert on valentine's night because i'm a terrible husband you didn't you didn't go with your wife uh, she what? actually had class like oh yeah oh, she had okay. her first class for her <laughs> we, class we were ready to be offended for her <laughs> i thought you were like Happy Valentine's Day, babe. I got myself a ticket to a show, a band we both like. See you later. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. You don't have to spend time with me. <laughs> that actually does sound like a present for her, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, speaking of what couples do, a lot of couples do go off house hunting. So we should move on to a segment we call the Major Listing Service. In the Major Listing Service segment, we cover MLS and all the goodies that Division One soccer brings to the United States. What is going on in MLS at the moment? Um, the big news is that Vancouver has brought Freddie Montero back to North America. He comes in from the Chinese Super League on a, a fairly... Really interesting deal, especially if you're Brad Evans. Yeah, uh, Montero used to play for Seattle, where Brad Evans currently plays, and he tweeted out after the news broke, Despite the stupid-ass MLS player acquisition mechanism, I'd never go to a rival team. Hey, uh, Don Garber, uh, don't stop Chinese, don't stop signing that check. Brad Evans said that, not us. We're just quoting yeah, him, right, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. Quote, I, I don't want to miss out on my Garber box because of you guys uh, reading out a quote that uh, right. Brad Evans... I'm, I'm so sorry. That, that I live Brad off Evans. that money, guys. <laughs> Although, truth be told, I have not gotten the PIN number for our Garber Bucks ATM card. <laughs> it's because they use Discover. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we just pissed off like the three listeners that listen to us and have Discover cards. Like, I'm never going back to the show. But it's okay. okay. They were mad about the fact that they have a Discover <laughs> cards anyway. <laughs> so, so Brad Evans tweeted this. Dax McCarty came back at him and said, essentially, what if you get traded and don't have a choice? Yeah. 
So Dad's is like, I really hate Chicago, Brad. <laughs> I didn't have a choice to come here. <laughs> That's what I hear from Dad's right there. So Montero to, to Vancouver, good deal. Yes, yeah, yeah, good deal for them. Yeah, they've needed a striker since Sanvezo forced his way out. That's the best way to put it. Um, solid, solid player. Um, tons of success in MLS. Was able to parlay that into some better deals elsewhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good move for him to come back. Also making some signings, uh, NYCFC signed uh, winger Rodney Wallace, uh, previously from Portland, and then um, signed a new DP from Club Lyon, Maxi Morales, who just took Mitch's number 10 jersey, so... Yeah, Mix basically got home and found his stuff on the lawn. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey guys, how... oh, um, that, that's, my, that's my jersey. Oh, um, that's my television. That's my Xbox. Um, Morales shows up with like Mix's hair. Next. <laughs> Let's been... hope not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like Mix's hair. It's it's glorious. I prefer Tommy McNamara's hair. Thank you very much. I prefer Nate Borcher's beard, which is now in the Portland Timbers broadcast booth, which is the next item on our notes. But I just want to go back for a second to Mix um, and and add that Maxi Morales played with uh, Miguel. At Club Leon, he's been there since 2015, so kind of interesting little note on that front. Um, so Nat Porcher and his beard are now in the booth. Um, I think his beard is doing color commentary, and Nat is doing just play by play. By play. <laughs> so, but if you wait long enough, the, the beard will be able to do sideline reporting too. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it is a glorious beard. It could stretch <laughs> yeah. from the booth down to the pitch. Yeah. Right. Houston Dynamo have signed Demarcus Beasley to a one-year deal. This is good veteran experienced he's doing okay comes back i mean i'm surprised they stole his legs to play on the wings but maybe he kind of doesn't centrally we'll see where he plays for houston maybe he's mls's first cyborg player hey trump's ban uh travel ban uh, some in some bad news has affected at least one mls signing grantwell reported that an mls team executive said that a team was Pursuing a designated player who is actually not from one of the seven countries affected by the ban, but who is Muslim. And while it wasn't the only factor, the player did bring up that the travel ban was one of the reasons he did not sign with MLS. So, um, you know, a lot of times people look to politics for just political things and they look to sports just for sports things. But the two do have impacts on each other. And this is a, a good example of that. And I, I think a good flip side to this, uh, getting out of MLS, um, Arizona signed, I think, the first Muslim player in NHL, or at least the first um, like out-and-practicing Muslim. Um, and they, they really made a big deal of saying that they wanted to be an inclusive club. And having lived in Arizona, I'm shocked that that actually happened, but it, good on them. Um, hopefully... There's more positive news towards inclusiveness and diversity in the future. And they don't say who the player is. You probably, we probably won't find out who it is, but let's just say it was Mesut Ozil in Minnesota United. So, <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure if that would be a good idea, guys, but what? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, sporting director Ali Curtis has left the New York Red Bulls. I mean... This story now has stretched back to, I think, like December, and it's gone through all the phases of grief, anger, denial, disappointment, like, and and we're finally at acceptance. The Red Bull said, you know, we've accepted it. We got to fire him. He's gone now. 
and all sorts of con- con- contradictory quotes have come out today. Curtis saying all the stuff you've heard in the news, it's not true. Most of it is not true. I'm paraphrasing. I've heard that before. I'm paraphrasing there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds very familiar. I think the Red Bulls put out like a two sentence uh, quote on on severing ties with them. So it just seems from the outside to be an acrimonious spat, but. Good on Curtis to play diplomatic and not uh, burn bridges. New York Red Bulls have now fired two, in, in the span of three years, two extraordinarily popular members of their technical staff. Because that's totally smart. It's totally a good idea to be paying more in severance pay than in actual signings. Yeah. Atlanta United have 40,000 tickets sold for their home opener. Uh, again, we are absolutely not jealous, not bitter at all. <laughs> about any of those we're gonna have like 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 you said uh, a couple of weeks ago eight million people yeah at our I, I would say at least eight million i mean don't look you know, at any I, photos or anything but just hey, no, 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 look at that. the photos uh <laughs> go and check it out look at the videos and you will see you will see i'm telling you right now that there are eight million people at tcf bank stadium I'm on told, march 12th i'm told that just eight million people alone are going to be bust in from massachusetts to go to the game so we're topical all over the place right now hey bob bradley bob bradley Brad Bobbley is in talks to be the new manager of, well, the first manager of LAFC expansion squad and MLS next year. Quickly, thoughts on this? Okay. Poor City. I think, I think City Schmidt had his eyes on that job, so Bob Bradley has more competition. I think Bob has the upper hand. Okay. Uh, yeah, in, insert a quote about Americans staying in Europe here. Audi has become the sponsor of DC United's Buzzard Point Stadium. It's going to be called Audi Field, you know, breathtakingly original name there. Audi, who are MLS's automotive sponsor, are actually the owners of Volkswagen, which uh, people who remember way back in the day, you know, in 2013, DC United was sponsored by Volkswagen. So far back, guys. Yeah. So far back. <laughs> um, they also have the naming rights for uh, the soccer stadium in Ingolstadt, Germany. Uh, inside of their corporate headquarters. That's good to know. Yeah, exactly. I see. I put really detailed notes, guys, together. It's, it's very helpful. Uh-huh. Something that we didn't put into the notes was pictures of all the new jerseys that have shown up. I just want to say that DC United's new kit, the one with like oh, yeah. what, the turtle shell on the on the front or like the tire tracks, whatever. The breastplate. The breastplate. <laughs> Ugly. God, it's, it's so It's like they bad. tried to like make abs, but like forgot where abs are on the human body and put them on the... <laughs> chest is the first ai design kit in mls you know (laughs) like i'm thinking less that it's abs and more that they're trying to turn them into insect thoraxes but okay interesting what kind of biology guys at home uh not still as bad as real salt lake's kit which is essentially a white polo with blue stripes and and a little bit of like um what is it? Uh, fading or whatever. Some lines on the front that are I like in the white something. It, it's care. terrible. It's not. So it's bad. not fun. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, far from it. Any kits you guys liked? I got to be honest. I'm actually a fan of the new Colorado kit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I, I know that it's like the most ugly colored palette together ever. But given that it's but, the state, yeah, state flag, flag colors, yeah. it, it's a good shout out. I like it. I liked it a lot too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, I just looked up a picture, and I do like it as well. Awesome. I bet everyone was very curious to hear uh, <laughs> how I felt about that. Houston Dynamo, meh, you know, all right. Yeah, cool, it's good enough. hard to have fun orange kits, I think. I think the biggest story in all this is how all the kits have leaked the day before they were to, uh, to, yeah. to, to debut. 
and we'll get more into that in the in we will we will but we'll I just want I just want to point out this incredible coincidence that over three weeks every single time a kit was supposed to be released the day before it's leaked I mean uh, at what point does it stop being a leak and become a marketing move um, I'm pretty sure that we're supposed to talk about things like that at the end of the show and <laughs> I'm supposed to be talking about them instead of you Notch oh damn it sorry but hey, uh, get speak- off my corner speaking of something <laughs> that you have more of than me let's talk about tattoos Philly the we union do. We do are looking union. for a chief tattoo officer and someone on Twitter was like yeah well I hope no one makes a mistake of getting a Philly Philadelphia union championship tattoo and I was like I don't think there's any risk of that uh, even becoming like something people think about for a long time i thought i was very funny i thought i was being very very funny i'm offended you guys aren't laughing right now i don't have the headphones that'll translate your jokes <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> i just uh, smile and nod whenever you talk so are, 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 did uh, did pro rel twitter uh, go crazy with this or something because i i was just joking around. i thought it was a funny you know you know it's like an offbeat concept whatever chief tattoo officer but mm-hmm. uh i feel like some people out on twitter sphere were like what is going on Corporate tattoos, no. I, as a person who wants to a tattoo eventually of the clubs I support, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's an awesome idea, especially for just player recruitment, having somebody that's good and a tattoo artist that you know, hey, I can call him up on five minutes notice and he's over here and able to ink up my new signing. That's great. Literally ink up. The new sign. <laughs> there you go. I got the you one. Get no puns. headphones needed. All right. With that, let's put on our DNR badges. Let's uh, get into a little boat, push it out into the lake, and let's go loon monitoring. In the loon monitoring segment, we cover our favorite team, Minnesota United FC, and all of the wonderful, wonderful things that happen in the Minnesota soccer community. We had four games, guys. We have actual games. So many games. Actual games to cover. Actually, only three of the games have occurred since we last recorded, though. I okay. suppose, yeah. But, yeah, but four right. preseason games, four draws is the big story here. There's good and bad with each step, but we're not losing games. We're not looking like we're being dominated by any of the teams that we're playing against. The only thing I want to see in preseason is, like you just said, not to get dominated. If flashes of brilliance are good enough for me. And we've had those... Yes, for yeah, sure. There have been some ridiculously good offensive moments. Um, defensively, I think it, it it's fine at this point. Um, I would actually go further than that. I would say that defense is one of the areas that impressed me, particularly in the second game against the Timbers. Watching our yeah. uh, defenders like Greenspan, Coleman, hold off what were... Um, Portland's first teamers. Yeah, I mean the first yeah. teamers. They had Adi, Nagby, Valeri. It was awesome, and and for the first time in I don't know how long, I'm feeling confident about Minnesota United's defensive capabilities. It's, it's been a while, right? <laughs> I'm. I'll say this: I'm confident about the center of the park. A couple of times on the wings, I felt like yeah. our depth was getting just completely eaten alive but then again our depth out wide right now includes a 22 year old central defensive midfielder playing left back Let, let's talk a little bit about the the fullbacks because that is the position i think where a lot of people are saying this team looks weakest i agree mm-hmm. particularly at right back right now i don't think either of our options in these preseason games have done a good job of convincing me 
Um, Adrian Heath might see it entirely different. It might just be the player combination that was out on the pitch at the time. Yeah. But I haven't been impressed with, with what I've seen from Jermaine Taylor or Viva so far. No, uh, the right side is definitely worse off than the left side. I I mean, there was a couple of times in the RSL game that Davis looked maybe a little bit at fault, but I think those are just... But I think he was our best fullback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and DVRD also went, what, did he go 90 or almost 90 in the game against the Timbers? Yeah, full 90. Full 90 and, on the left side. Yeah. Which, which is great. He looked, he looked all right. Yeah, uh, he, he did better for, than we were expecting. For a rookie yeah, in MLS, yeah. drafted in the second round, he looked very decent yeah he got he got torched a couple of times but honestly that's what you expect out of somebody that's 22 and a left back everyone who's watched the highlights knows that Johan Venegas and uh, uh, Molino are are people who are doing amazing work I will say that I think the attack is the area where it seems like Heath is still experimenting a lot yes and that to me is what these games should be about these games shouldn't be about getting the win or like as long as you're not losing as long as you're getting goals and as long as you're experimenting and there are those flashes of brilliance it's great I saw that Uh, midfield I'm still I have a few personal question marks so far I I think midfield uh, kind of the Underrated signing so far, Colin Martin from DC United mm-hmm. has been fantastic this preseason. Um, even though he does spell his name wrong, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he, when he signed, I was like, I, he's gonna be a squad guy. But he looks like he could be um, a solid squad player or a first teamer at some point. Yeah, yeah, certainly above average fill-in guy. I would say. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the midfield problem that I've seen is just the fact that because they're experimenting so much, because guys are still coming into fitness, into sharpness, you just haven't seen enough to... Like, there's just still too small of a sample size to yeah. even have an idea. Yeah. I'd like us to sign Starikov. I really I, would. If he, if Bernardo and you are in the roster spot, so should Starikov. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, let's talk a little bit about roster moves really quick before we talk about the kits. Uh, we got Josh Gat, which is, uh, he says on Twitter, it's pronounced like cat. So yeah. Josh Gat, Gat. That was Josh Cat. Josh Cat. Now it's literally like cat. No. That would be, you know, if I get a cat this year, I'm going to name it Josh Cat. <laughs> do it. I was seriously go, do it. Do it. Yeah, I was going to go with like Taxi or Fiddles. Those are like my two favorite cat names. Taxi. I think I'm going to go with Josh Cat now. Josh Cat is so much better than both those names. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like that's it's not like that much better. Okay. Hey, you told you came up with all three. Take the. The Fiddles is a great ta- a, a cat name, okay? So is Taxi. Who wouldn't want to run around a house shouting Taxi? <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. See? That is, that is a good point. But I then mean... if you lose them outside, though, you're, oh, you're just confusing yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you don't lift everywhere, bro? <laughs> the Loons also uh, traded uh, Femi Hollinger Jansen to uh, New York for... Uh, sorry, New England. New England. For goalkeeper Bobby Space Shuttle, and uh, why? Yeah, why? Shuttleworth was available in the expansion draft. <sighs> I with Shuttleworth, we now have four goalkeepers on the roster, potentially um, five, maybe even with uh, the rookie being injured. So mm-hmm. three with McLean, Albaje, and uh, Farrell. Carducci. Oh, Carducci. Yeah. yeah. Um, was a right back not available anywhere? <laughs> like, we just talked about that, and like, we need a fourth goalkeeper. Bobby Shuttleworth has fallen off a lot since his best year, like two or three years ago in the MLS, and he's 
he's he's just not that good anymore. So, so maybe two veterans to train in the younger guys. Maybe. Here's, I really want us to keep Carducci though. Yeah. Here's my take on this. Um, everybody's really, really upset about your fifth striker getting traded for a third goalkeeper. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, but... God, that's Scotland. <laughs> Ramirez, Dunlady, Venegas. Who's, who, who's the fourth one? Molino? Kadri, I would Kadri, say. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving along, we did see a kit get leaked. Um to the to what is it sportslogos.net uh, which is, is totally not fake news you guys <laughs> yeah uh, great kit blue sash target on top of the slash sash so there's in white no not break, red right in which, in white yeah so it kind of fits the color scheme what do we think of the new jersey i would like a darker gray um to make that blue stand out more that's my thoughts uh, the lines in it are a little bit sloppy so i'm hoping it's just a render as opposed to the actual kit but Design wise, I think it's fine. They say that the the renders are usually a little bit brighter than the actual jersey. So I think most of the feedback I've seen is good. I personally um, need to see sash jerseys in person to like them. I found over the years that when I see renders of sash jerseys, it's just like like the the uh, third kit from 2015. When yeah. I saw it in person, it's way better looking than than when it was first yeah. um, released. So so I'm pretty excited about this uh, as well, and we'll see both the kits by the next time we record yeah the official reveal is tomorrow well, exactly. friday so whenever you're listening to this or it's friday the 17th if you're listening on monday maybe the world has already ended and maybe you have a, a one Wait, of these kids lying around for uh, i don't know not to watch the world ending. i didn't know these things what, what's happening are we in trouble dude we topical okay? references come on sorry right right uh loons have traded top the top allocation spot in the allocation order to the vancouver whitecaps for an international spot for the 2017 season, $100,000 in 2018 GAM and $125,000 in 2018 TAM. I, 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 I can't even, guys. <laughs> I can't even. Um, just go to 55.1. Jeff Reuter has an article about this whole deal and Trades. all the different things and how they're in different years. Trades. Read that instead entirely but, on roster implements oh my god i think i wrote an art i can't remember if it was northern pitch or uh 55 one that a couple of years ago i wrote an article about exactly this, this is like columbus crew traded um guy kamara i think for like a bunch of roster implements to another team or something like that i got really angry one day i wrote an opinion piece about it so but read jeff's article he's probably much more level-headed <laughs> than i am all right uh, with that, we should take a quick break at this point, but we'll be back with the permit scheme, the sewer, the pub, and all our other segments. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, coming to you from a toasty, toasty Minnesota. We've had a few days of pretty warm weather, guys. Especially 50 tomorrow. What? I haven't looked this up. Yeah. Seriously? It's gonna be great. Yeah, I've never run outside for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly excited to finally see the fruits of my labor of constantly setting oil drums on fire finally come to fruition. <laughs> like, this this global warming stuff, 
It's fantastic. I thought you were going to go to a different place. Like the actual fruits of your labor, these trees that you've been growing, it's getting warmer again. Or maybe fruits don't grow in uh, February. No, no, not. They, they really don't. But like, should, you should probably consult a horticulturist. But oil drums burn that. very well in February. Yeah, they do. <laughs> right, keep that in mind. Uh, speaking of oil drums, they come uh, sometimes to the Middle East. Oh and, and Egypt isn't exactly in the Middle East, except in the minds of some stereotypically stupid people. <laughs> and the, in Egypt is where you find pyramids. So we should move on to a segment we call the Pyramid Scheme. In the Pyramid Scheme, we talk about all the lower leagues of U.S. soccer and all sorts of other I'm things. I'm so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> the first thing we should mention is Real Madrid and Barcelona will be playing, are rumored to be playing a friendly in Miami this summer. Big whoop. Will Beckham be there? <laughs> I don't care. Anyway. One place David Beckham isn't looking for an expansion is Chattanooga, who are very happy because in the space of eight days, they had 30,387 uh, people in the stands for two different soccer games. One was, of course, the USA-Jamaica match. The other one was 12,000 people being present to watch Atlanta United's first uh, game against Chattanooga. Well, their first game, and it was against Chattanooga. Yeah. Clarification. Yeah. So, hey, good job, I mean, it also team. was their first game against Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. right. the first time, too. Yeah. Perfect. What, what am I, why am I doubting myself? There was a rumor of a strong proposal submitted for a USL expansion squad in Baltimore. This was reported by Stephen Goff in the Washington Post. I, for one, am really sad that John's going to be leaving Fox Sports because he's, he's really good. You know, John Strong, because it's a strong proposal. Oh, God. Okay, moving along. Like, <laughs> former Minnesota United player Danny Cruz signed with the San Francisco Deltas, who also, by the way, in a preseason match, defeated uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. It was a closed-door scrimmage, ended 1-0 to the Deltas. But apparently, if, if like fans who did show up to watch it, they let him in and let him watch it, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Nice of them to do that. Papa Diakide, people's favorite FC Edmonton player last year, has re-signed. It's a good move for them. It's and a bad move for us because I have been on the signed Pape bandwagon for like six months, but whatever. Yeah. Drew Becky signed with Jacksonville. Uh, players with two first names, you know all about them and how great they are. <laughs> Drew Becky with the good hair. <laughs> uh, last week we told you about how Edmonton have the road trip from hell. Well, San Francisco Deltas do not have an easy road ahead of them. Uh, they just have the schedule from hell. Yeah, the schedule. They'll have to travel a total around approximately 85,000 miles throughout this 2017 season. Uh, 16 separate road trips. The closest uh, team to them is in another country, which is also, by the way, a minimum of two states away from them. So that that's kind of impressive. FC Edmonton. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Geographically closest squad to them. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Let's move along to our segment that we call The Sewer. Where we check in with all of the U.S. men's and women's and Ninja Turtles. What's been going on with our national teams, guys? Um, Carly Lloyd is the latest defection from the NWSL. Um, defection? That's a strong word. She just signed for another team. For like six months, but... But still, apparently this is war on the NWSL. Um, she signed with Manchester City's women's team. Um, they topped the FA WSL last year. Um, they'll be playing in the Champions League all spring. 
I mean, it's not a coincidence that we've had these, I think now, was it five or six high-profile NWSLT European team signing? There's, there's something that's happened, and I still haven't had someone kind of provide a good, um, cohesive explanation for why we're seeing this all at once just now. But I, we did see Galati a few, I think it was now about two or three weeks ago, be more positive about the new women's national team CBA that's coming up. So maybe this, this there, there's something going on in those negotiations that has allowed these players to follow where they wanted to play, mm-hmm. which I'm always a supporter of. On the flip side, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there's additional frustrations about where the CBA is going mm. that could lead to more of these players playing abroad. All right, let's see what happens. Jurgen Klinsmann's son, Jonathan Klinsmann. Ha ha ha, Klinsmann, I didn't even know until my phone told me. Ha ha ha, that guy. Yep. He is uh, expected to be the starting goalkeeper for the U20 Baby Nats during the World Cup qualification. And uh, new portrait, uh, uh, sorry, a new third kit has dropped for the U.S. soccer. Um, just go look at the old Portugal kit, Portugal kits, or from the, the Euros, the or same jet thing, or PSG kit, PSG kit, um, the England, I think, away kit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're working on 19, you're designing these kits. Maybe work on different kits for each country instead of just that's eh, probably the same for everything. When the guy was designing these, he basically did that scene where that uh, cartoon cat is opening one door and behind is another door. So he just keeps opening doors. Like, that's how this jersey is going to be. You just pull off one crest and there's another crest under it. One more crest, one more crest. Everyone's just playing with the same color. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a crest fell off of a U.S. player's jersey (laughs) and a portrait underneath. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, would that be honestly as embarrassing as all of Puma's kits ripping in that Switzerland game in the Euros last (laughs) year? That was... Hey, they stood out though, man. They stood out. They did stand out. Yeah. Let's move on to our segment that we call the pub. Let's get into a plane, fly over to England for our coverage of the English Premier League and the rest of English soccer. This week we are going to the Resurgent Reds. I wonder why he. Ah, oh, this is that. this is I, great, I, you guys. Yeah, I'm I, so I'm, happy. I'm so this confused week. why. Guys, Liverpool beat Spurs. You're welcome. Two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Arsenal needs all the help we can get. So Basically, Ben Davies will be having night terrors of Sadio Mane for the rest of his life. I mean, we're going to talk about how Barcelona seems without Messi. But again, with Liverpool, we've got a team where one player comes back from the African Cup of Nations and everything changes. I think it's that. I think Coutinho is not 100% from his injury over the winter. And I think <sighs> Sadio Mane is in the form of his life right now. And yeah. He never should have left. Why'd you leave? <laughs> uh, Burnley tied Chelsea uh, high on the list of teams we didn't expect to to ground Chelsea's uh, inevitable crowning to a somewhat of a halt. It'll be back again. Where no one's doubting Chelsea's going to win the league, but still, I'm, surprising. I'm sure result. that this is more just like a fifty-pound weight that you're dragging behind rather than actually getting dragged to a halt. Hey, speaking of getting dragged to a halt, let's talk about Arsenal. Um, well, we got to first talk, get over this one victory that they had early in the week. Let me bask in this as long <laughs> as possible, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, the sort of like almost boring, happy 2 0 win. I mean, it just. You got to hand it to them. 
You <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> I gotta say, by the way, uh, Hull, Hull City winning 2-0 two, two over them. Um, it is an achievement because recently they did beat another pretty good team 2-0. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A while back, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So. Games, Southampton, Sunderland. Uh, <laughs> something happened there. 4 nothing to Southampton. Uh, new signing Manolo Gabbiadini scored twice, once with his hand as well. Or well, the shoulder, I think it was. His first goal was with his shoulder. I think David Moyes has turned off the disco lights. He's taken the DJ, sent him off, and, and made his club back into a dark room. <laughs> then he goes to contemplate the nature of his life. Southampton scored their third goal in the 89th minute, and the Sunderland Twitter account tweeted out 3-0, game over. And then the 91st minute, Southampton scored again. <laughs> 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 Never oh. attempt fate, Sunderland Twitter account. In the Man City game this week, uh, Jesus who was apparently slipped a little bit while walking over the water, uh, had uh, had a... Did he, did he... He tore something. I forget now which um, ligament uh, he... Or, yeah, I forget exactly what happened to him. Let me, let, me, let me look this up because he got injured and I think it's going to be a short recovery, but it's still it's like a, month, a significant yeah. loss for Man City. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been in excellent form since he's come over. You want to see these new signings that might not have had the highest profile coming in. You want to see them playing and being successful right at the outset. So, you know, it's a it's a bummer to see him missing some time. But yeah, it was essentially during his two during City's two nil win over Bournemouth. I mean, that that's to me is so annoying. You get a nice win and then your player gets hurt. Like while that's that's happening, that's that's annoying. It, it basically he had a fractured metatarsal. So that was okay. the that was the issue involved. Moving along, Southampton signs former Juve centre-back Martin Caceres until the end of the season. Is that how you say it? I think it's Caceres. Caceres. Okay, all right. I don't play enough FIFA these days. They don't say the names very often in FIFA. Nothing. Especially centre-backs. Yeah. Because they don't really Serie A and they don't do any, Yeah, but they well, don't, they don't do have any... Serie A in FIFA this year. It's... Man, FIFA standards have gone down since I stopped playing. Jeez. No, it's no. the people playing FIFA standards have gone down since I stopped. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't played FIFA since I switched over to Football Manager. Oh, I got very the smart. new NHL game. I've been playing that nonstop. So nice. and Football Manager at the same time. It's, we have other interests outside of soccer. Notch. Nonsense! <laughs> Nonsense! Someone uh, who has other interests outside of England is. Mark Clattenburg, um, he has left the EPL uh, referee group to take a new position in Saudi Arabia. Uh, everyone's dream uh, posting after England. Apparently. Uh, Manchester City has been fined £35,000 for breaching FA anti-doping rules. Um, from the, uh, the statement, clubs are required to provide accurate, deta- accurate details of training sessions and player whereabouts so they're available for testing at all times. City failed to ensure their information was accurate on three occasions. Okay. So no failed tests from Manchester City or no like trying to get their players to pass tests when they shouldn't, just not really reporting where they are. So maybe sloppiness Slop- more sloppiness, than malevolence. And I'm sure that 35,000 pounds will hurt them in the long, in the long run. All right, let's move on to a segment. All those barrels of oil getting set on fire, guys. (laughs) Let's move on to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we cover the rest of the sport that we haven't talked about up to this point. First of all, we got to start with uh, the Champions League, uh, where uh, poor old Arsenal went to... Hey, guys, let's move on to the Reynolds (laughs) Rap Corner. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah, Uh so... 
Uh, 5-0 to Bayern. 5-1. 5-1, yeah. my bad. I was no cr- score. It was 1-1 yeah. at halftime. Alexis, yeah. and, and yeah. really happy. Alexis worked his butt off to get that goal. <laughs> he missed because the penalty, he had, missed he the missed, rebound, yeah. and got the other rebound. Exactly. <laughs> right. And and Mesut Ozil in this game had, had almost the same pass percentage as Manuel Neuer. That was a... Uh, that was that was the interesting that was, statistic I saw. That was a thing that happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a dark time in Arsenal social media right now. <laughs> um, I, I think pretty much everyone that hasn't jumped off a cliff is trying to push Arsene Wenger off of it right now. Uh, Arsenal higher ups have said that they don't expect Arsene Wenger to stay after the summer. I think that there's a lot of uh, talk of him leaving. I just I'm worried that this is going to turn into another Manchester United situation where Arsenal fans don't really understand how good they've got it. Even right. even even given that his results have not been as great in the last maybe two or three years, um, I think this team, because he's been there for so long, are risking considerable uh, issues. By, by having him leave. But we shall we shall see um, what happens. We can talk about a little bit more once we have a little bit more information. PSG defeated Barcelona 4-0. Incredible game. PSG played out of their minds and then Barca just basically disappeared. Really, PSG dominated the, midf- the midfield. Um, really took Messi, Neymar, and Suarez out of the, out of the equation for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. We take those three out. They just kind of flounder, as we saw in this game. Uh, Neymar did have a fantastic dive, though, <laughs> yep. um, near the end of the game. <laughs> okay. But uh, PSG youngster uh, Adrian Rabiot, mm-hmm. who's been linked to Arsenal, uh, had a fantastic game. He's only 20, years, 20, 21 years old and played out of his mind. Angel de Maria started a brace, and uh, Julian Dratzler had scored his first goal for the club. So good for him. Good stuff. Yeah. The the immediate thing that we do need to talk about though is that Barcelona it's now become increasingly evident that Messi's brilliance has been papering over cracks on their squad. That they they've been in a I don't know if steady decline is too too strong a word, but they've been declining since Guardiola's departure and I think this season is it's become increasingly evident that they they are more of a one-man team. Yeah, I think so. I think that, especially as far as link-up play goes, Messi has just been the only guy that's providing that. Suarez and Neymar, obviously, are going to give you goals, and Messi is going to as well. But you need to have the other seven guys in the outfield actually playing well to do Mm -hmm. the sort of Barcelona-esque things that they're famous for. Real Madrid uh, beat Napoli three one. They had a little stare though. Napoli scored the first goal. Uh, five all five foot four of Lorenzo and Sidney scored the first goal for Napoli from about thirty yards out. Just a through ball from I think Dries Mertens um, hit it one with one time and just kind of stopped the Real Madrid goalkeeper in his tracks and it bounced right next to him and bounced in. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic goal and the celebration is also great. He just runs all over the pitch. Benfica beat Dortmund 1-0, but what we should be talking about here is that Christian Pulisic did not start. Did you guys know that there's a Twitter account that uh, has Pulisic started for Dortmund? <laughs> which literally just tweets out if Pulisic has started for I Dortmund. I feel like there's a lot of those around there. I'm a big college hockey fan. There's a for Dofer Hockey, obviously, and there's a Twitter account that said, did the Badger Hockey win today? And it's, 
this year it's usually been no well the <laughs> classic was great. has a bigoda died yet.com no 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 the classic is is margaret thatcher dead yet oh apparently that one was fantastic further. okay all right topical references uh in the europa league spurs beat ghent no one no, no, nil. no that's backwards spurs lost to dent okay i was wondering one one it's like, why are we talking about that team that's on the other side of North London? Oh, wait, it's because they lost to a team from Belgium. Yeah, well. Yeah. Gent, who was featured in Caleb's Actual Adventure, the first week we did it. Yeah, we'll be back with that uh, segment next week. next week. Fiorentina defeated... A German team, Prussia, Mugladbach. Please, no. Fiorentina midfielder, Federico Bernardeschi. Uh, sort of great free kick. Um, go look that up. It's fantastic. Just the velocity yeah. on it in the top corner. It's fantastic. United defeated, well, Manchester United defeated Sant Ariane 3-0. And this was actually the battle of the Pogba's. It was an adorable <clears throat> shot of both Paul and Florentine Pogba walking towards the stand. And their parents and family are there. They're all wearing split jerseys. Yeah, those split jerseys were precious. It's the only, it's I think... only time that's yeah. acceptable. Absolutely. Split, split scarves, I'll give you. But split jerseys, still, not so much. Uh, Florentine actually had to come off with an injury. But he uh, helped up and then hugged by his brother Paul. Aww. Aww. And then got off the um, pitch. Zlatan had a hat trick for Ooh. Manchester United. Oh, this is my happy face. Uh, Well, moving along, this big piece of news from Mexico, actually, where Liga MX has announced that they will stream on Facebook with English commentary starting Saturday the 18th. This is huge to have a a league of this quality streaming all of their games on such an accessible place. It's fantastic. I'm going to start watching Liga MX because of this. I'm going to try and find the team that I enjoy watching. Gotta find, gotta yeah, I'm, watch this lead now and kind of get into it. Like, honestly, it's weird. I don't know if I get any of the Spanish language, like, over the air broadcast channels. So that's been my excuse to not watch Liga MX so long. Now, all of a sudden, I have no excuse. I am always on my phone. I can just right. flip on Facebook Live and suddenly I'm there. And this is a shot across the bow of MLS. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. they've been trying to reach uh, more of the Spanish speaking audience within the United States, in which Liga MX has quite a bit of penetration uh, in terms of exposure. So, this is going to make MLS's job a little bit harder. I mean, they could just do the exact same thing. I would be very happy with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys my would be wallet, happy about free soccer? What? Yeah, my wallet will be very happy in not having to get an MLS Live subscription. In, in a bit of offbeat news, Barack Obama, apparently the only soccer team that he follows is uh, Esri Darmstadt in Bundesliga. And they had a video of Terrence Boyd inviting Barack Obama to come to a game. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I don't think Barack Obama's leaving that island that he and Michelle are on for the next, like, three or four years. I hope he goes and, like, becomes super ultra and, like, gets really into Darmstadt <laughs> and, like, <laughs> just... Except Although, when Dortmund plays and some Pulisic fan. Yeah. Personally... Well, no. Boyd. Boyd's there. I mean, he yeah, can be a Boyd fan. Personally, though, I think that, like, the, the Antifa sort of sentiments that he would have would make him an FC St. Pauli supporter. Okay. Well, we'll find. Pretty great. We will give you an update when we find out what 
Bundesliga team or otherwise uh, Barack Obama is actually a fan of and just doesn't follow on Twitter. With that, we should move on to a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a conspiracy theory that we've all been thinking about and makes sense of it. Put on your tinfoil hat, Caleb. It's all situated? Good. So there's been a couple of instances where particularly Minnesota United's social media followers have gotten really salty of late. Um, I mentioned the Bobby Shuttleworth trade where a lot of people acted as though it was the apocalypse because we shipped off Femi Hollinger Jansen. Um, There was also a bit of a dust up on Reddit where a couple of fans that did not get to RSVP for the kit launch got really upset that they sent it out via email and said, hey, you know, first come, first serve, go sign up for this. And people lost their minds because FOMO happened. So I was I was confused as to why it is that so many Minnesotans have been having issues. And then it dawned on me, um, the city of Blaine has been having some issues with their water. Um <laughs> There's been multiple occasions where, actually, yeah, yeah it, it's true. You, Caleb, I, no, no, no. I've, I've read the news. I'm just now. I'm just like I'm, I'm wondering why this has been brought up. Keep going. So, <laughs> so the city of Blaine has had some issues with their water recently, and I'm fairly certain that rather than simply being failures of some of the um, emergency sensors, it's actually that someone is sneaking in and swapping out the fluoride that gets added to the drinking water and replacing it entirely with salt. (laughs) (laughs) So, clearly, I mean, Minnesota United, the the spiritual home is still at Nessie, so obviously all of this vitriol that's coming through on the internet is a result of so much salt getting into the veins of all of these Minnesota United supporters. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. With that, we should call a close to this week's episode of We Call That Soccer. As I remind you every week, I will remind you again, please tell your friends about this show. We love having new listeners and uh, folks talking to us on Twitter about what they like. And in places you can find us on Twitter, is I, I'm at TWU United fans. Where are the two of you guys? I'm at K Olson 716. I'm also on 551 writing different things. I'm at the attachment, occasionally posting pictures of concerts when I'm not slamming around in a mosh pit. There you go. Uh, You can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. You can also find it on 55.1. With that, we will wish you adieu and catch you again on our regularly scheduled slot on uh, Wednesday mornings. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.